0: Hey everyone, Bob WP here, and we are back with Do The Boo, episode 107. I, 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 I want to find some real meaning behind the number 107, because this is going to be a really, really fun podcast, because we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, my um, wonderful co-host Mendel, as you all know and love him, he uh, wasn't able to make this. And so we did some wrangling and looking around and thought, why, why don't we bring in a guest co-host? And this is where it gets fun, because we just never know what direction this is going to be. So we have a guest co-host, and we have a guest, and then you have good old Bob, which is always here. So so it's exciting to have two brand new voices. I'm going to introduce my guest co-host, have you tell her a little bit about herself, Anna Maria Radu. Uh, this is exciting for me, because I always love getting new new voices on here. Wow. Welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Bob. Hello, Adepidio. Hello, everyone who's listening to us. Um, My name is Ana Maria Radu. I'm currently based in Timisoara, Romania. I am a communication and PR specialist at heart. I'm part of the WooCommerce community team. Um, Here I lead the community support volunteering program. Uh, I'm also involved in multiple initiatives in the local um, startup community in Romania. And I also run a small digital agency called Digitals, and I'm more than happy to meet you all.
0: Wow, this is cool. This is fun. This is what I live for to do. This will be the, exotic, yeah, yeah, I think.
2: Yeah, this is big. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how we should set it up, exotic. Yeah, really? Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I'm going to, um, before I get into introducing our guests, let me just tell you, um, we have, of course, our community sponsor. I want to thank PayPal. Uh They have some new stuff going on, a new PayPal checkout. So you're going to have to check that out. I mean, it pretty much streamlines everything you need with PayPal. And you'll be hearing more about that in the middle of the show. More details on it and where you can go and find out about that. And also, we do have some new sponsors coming up and these are what I call my pod friends. And these are people we're going to be giving shout outs to uh, 12 companies that have joined in to help build this community First is 10 up. They have this very cool elastic press. It's a lightning fast search with support for faceting and auto complete that gives your customers the experience. They should expect. So when people are searching on your store, yeah, they need something quick. So, do check them out. You can go to elasticpress.io and get this on your site. And if you use Do The Woo, that particular code to check out, you'll get 10% off your first six months. Also, our other new pod friend is Wayflyer. Uh, interesting perspective here. They're the only trusted funding partner in the WooCommerce marketplace right now. And if you go to their site, WooCommerce Marketplace, You'll see them featured in the Grow Your Business collection. They help WooCommerce DTC merchants improve their cash flow to accelerate growth through their Revenue-based financing. So it's, it's a pretty intriguing thing. You should check it out. You sign up is free. It just takes a few minutes and you can go directly to their site at wayflyer.com. So that is it. I'm ready to roll here and I am going to introduce our guest. I'm excited. I've been wanting to get somebody in. Speaking of the marketplace, it's a fascinating topic and I'm sure all you builders are out there are anxious to hear more about the marketplace. And I have... Adapeju, Peju. And I'm going to say her last name. I got the first name. Nailed it. I'm so nailed proud of it. myself. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And her last name is Oduye. Oduye. You were close. Oduye. Were- Oduye. Yes. Oduye. See, I, I, I was going to mess up one or the <laughs> other. But I'm going to let her introduce herself because uh, she knows how to do the woo, which is what we always ask everyone. So how do you do the woo?
2: First of all, let me just say, I love the phrase do, do, do the woo. Like it sounds like it should be a dance.
0: Yeah. And
2: my first, my, my gut response is to say, I do the woo very well. <laughs> it's just, yeah. That's just what I want to respond just, uh, just uh, instinctively. But uh, to, to get back to the, to the question at hand, uh, I am the business development lead for the WooCommerce Marketplace. And this means two things at a very high level. Number one, I manage third-party products and onboarding onboarding into the marketplace. And I also manage relationships with our third-party developers and partners. Cool. So that is how I do the Woo.
0: Yeah. And and all of you, I'm sure, are more than familiar with the marketplace. Before we get in, I mean, there's a lot of great questions, I'm sure, both Anna and I will have for you. But what was your journey? How did you... Did you get into WordPress first? How did you get into WooCommerce? Uh, was it just all dropped in your lap? You know, <laughs> what is your journey? A little bit of your background up to that.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to share, and it's and it's very much a uh, I will say just just at the top, it was from probably competitor where where we were always positioning ourselves against Woo, uh WordPress first and foremost. Um, that you know got me into. WordPresses and WooCommerce radar. Um, but first and foremost, I'll I'll start at the top. Like I've always been at the intersection of tech, media, and monetization. Um, and I've always been in a position where I've had to market sell or be an advocate. So I've always been attracted to good product. And I actually started my career um, on the media side at the New York Times on the online side when digital was fairly new and no one knew what they were doing. And it was a fantastic time because we were experimenting and figuring out models that became widely adopted and are still in place today. So that's so that's very exciting. And I was in a position to work closely with product teams and create programs that we then sold to Fortune 500 advertisers. Uh, I next joined AOL, which is now Verizon Media, for those who are familiar with the constant acquisitions uh, that have been happening in the media space over the last few years. Uh, and I went there because... AOL at the time they had a and they still do have a thriving ad tech business, uh, and they but they had just acquired premium brands like uh, media brands like Huffington Post, TechCrunch, and Gadget. So that idea of being at a company that had you know tech and was merit and they were basically powering these these well-known brands, advertising through these well-known brands, that was compelling to me. It basically took my advertising and ad tech uh, knowledge to the next level. And I was sim- similarly there in a sales strategy role. And after that, I made the switch to the startup world. And I spent the next five years at a startup called Rebel Mouse. And Rebel Mouse, for those who don't know, is a proprietary CMS that was founded by the former CTO of the Huffington Post. And it caters to publishers and brands that want to become publishers. So there, you know, I had roles that, that span product marketing, partnerships, strategy. It's, you know, it's a great thing about being at a startup. Um, and I managed the launch of one of our most prominent integrations with Facebook Instant Articles, uh, I established partnerships with adops com- ad companies and I built and managed our revshare program so as I was saying before there we were always being positioned against wordpress and many of our customers came from wordpress because that was the big giant so so we were just take, we were just trying to get uh, publishers away from using wordpress to using Rebel Mouse. and so when it came time to think of my next step I gravitated towards woocommerce because it was an opportunity to go deep into e-commerce, which was new for me, but also exciting, especially given the growth during the last year. And, uh, and I started at Woo in September, um, and the market share was there. Lo- I loved the idea of relying on a large WordPress developer community, but there are still real ways and real opportunities for WooCommerce to continue to grow. And that's in particular in the marketplace. And so I'm excited to help build and shape there.
1: I have a very first question for yes. you. Yes. You? So you switched jobs basically in the middle of the pandemic. Yes. Uh, you most definitely had to do it remotely. Mm-hmm. And it was your first day on the job to get mm-hmm. to the automatic WooCommerce
2: team. How did that feel to you? So funny enough, I, um, Rebel Mouse, for the last probably two and a half, three years that I was there, we were 100% remote or distributed company. So the first two years at Rebel Mouse, you know, office down in a very trendy area, part of Manhattan, Soho. Um, and, And, you know, at the time, our CEO was basically like, we don't want to do an office anymore, and and obviously it helped with you know costs and and it and it helped us also just like turn become uh, a profitable company. But it was it aligned with our culture uh, to become distributed because the majority of our team was located outside of the U.S., so it didn't make sense to have like a headquarters in mm-hmm. uh, in New York when the majority of our team were not were basically all over in like Eastern Europe, Asia, um, South America. So so I was used to. Uh, I was used to working at a distributed company, but, you know, that said, it's, it's different when, you know, you, 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 you're at a company and they shift there, but, and then you go, but then I came to WooCommerce Automatic and it's, and had been part of, it's like part of their DNA. Um, So it was, you know, they definitely, uh, or I should say, we definitely have the systems in place to, that have been in place. Uh, to really take uh, distributed work to the next level. And I think that's the difference, right? I think even after three years at RebelMiles, like we were still trying to figure out, we were a small team, but we are still trying to figure out like what systems work best. Uh, but it was very clear, automatic, that they had like Slack, they got Slack down. They have what they call P2s, like blogging, you know, they, everything in place to make sure that there's a, there's enough cross-communication happening. And teams are working together. Information is being shared. Um, uh, it doesn't feel, um, you know, hacked together, you know, trying to trying to do remote work. So that's what I appreciated for sure. Like it was a very seamless process.
1: From an operational point of view, it works really well. But how about the company culture? How is it, is it easy or is it hard, you know, to get, Accustomed to the new ways of doing things because it's a very different thing. I think
2: mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely I, I will say because it's a because it's a larger team that's doing you know that has like this distributed culture. You know, I, you find that it is you really don't know, or or your your colleagues or who you have to connect with can be from like can be anywhere like any time zone. So you just have to be more co- more aware. For example, like our lead developer. Um, he's based in South Africa. I have, I have people who are kind of like six, seven, eight time zones ahead, and I always have to manage my uh, my workday to make sure that I'm, you know, maximizing and asking what I need from them as early as possible, and manage my day accordingly. Um, and and that it's almost like you're forced to organize yourself accordingly because you we definitely rely on each other. Or and, and I definitely rely on my, my teammates to, you know, get, get uh, launch products and to work through issues. Um, and and I, have to, I have to make sure that I'm maximizing my day and, and getting what I need. So it definitely forced me to organize more to make sure that I am cognizant of other people's time, where they are. I'm not pinging them at like 3 a.m., Uh, And I'm giving and I'm giving set times and deliverables for when I need stuff uh, and why. I understand that you had
1: to also exercise, you know, your empathy muscle a little bit.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's you just have to you just it's just yeah, you have you just have to be more aware, definitely empathize and and just understand that, you know, everybody's busy. And I think even though we are especially at WooCommerce, like even though we are a you know, relatively large team when you compare it to a startup. Um, we're actually pretty small. And we, a lot of, pretty much everyone has multiple things that they're managing at once. So, you know, which is great. I, I love that kind of environment, but it's also like you have to be aware of other people's time. Like, you, and you have to make sure that what you're working on makes sense. Not only for yourself, but for the company overall. So that So that actually like makes it, easier to work through the day and to prioritize projects. Uh, because if it doesn't make sense, if it doesn't have, if it's not tied to uh, something that's relevant, you'll know very quickly <laughs> whether or not you're working on something valuable. So yeah.
1: I have a hard one for you right now. I hope you're ready.
2: Are you ready? (laughs) I'm ready. Bring it. (laughs) Okay. So
1: in the eight months since you joined WooCommerce, Mm -hmm. what's, what would you say that was
2: your biggest win so far? Ah, biggest win. Hmm. I would say from kind of like a goal perspective, I do like that I have been able to continue to grow the number of marketplace products that we've had. So Um, you know, help to crush our goals for 2020. Um, We're seeing in 2021 so far, we're seeing probably 20%, uh, close to 20% more launches, more monthly launches um, than what we were seeing last year. But, um, and, you know, but that being said, there's still kind of like, you know, goals that that lofty goals that I'd have to crush, but I am proud of the fact that we're continuing to see um, a lot of demand, get a lot of inbound requests to join the marketplace. And, and, I do, and I do enjoy the fact that you know I'm able to continue to launch and onboard um, at a rapid pace, um, you know, good products, good developers. Uh, get them selling in the marketplace. So overall, I'm glad that there are still quality products that we're able to launch in the marketplace at a rapid pl- at a rapid pace. Um, there's still a lot of work to be done, but yes.
1: Awesome. So it wasn't that hard to identify your biggest win, but maybe could you uh, dig a little deeper into where the community, where the marketplace has been before you joined WooCommerce yeah. and where is it's heading?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. So, for those who don't know, um, the marketplace had been a very closed marketplace for, for years. I, since like, you know, probably for the first, what is it, seven, eight years since it launched maybe 2010, 2011, very close, probably 90% of the inbound requests um, to join the marketplace were denied. Um the idea was to really focus on, okay, let's get, you know, just a small handful of, of, of developers, third-party developers, um and partners in, and let's just focus on, you know, core products that we core extensions that we think would be helpful, right? So so it was very, very closed marketplace. And in the last probably 12 months, 18 months the goal has been to open it up, um, because we realized that merchants, you know, as e-commerce c- continues to grow, merchants are going to look to, you know, uh, you know, what they, who they consider a thought leader like WooCommerce, uh, and come to our site, come to us figuratively, but also, uh, you know, come visit our site and our marketplace for ideas on what kind of products they need. So we were doing, uh, we, were, we would be able to serve our merchants better by offering more optionality. So that is not only in terms of, you know, the number of products, but the variety of products and the pro- a variety of vendors. Because, again, the whole idea of WordPress and WooCommerce is to, you know, one of the big value proposition uh, propositions is to give developers the opportunity to customize their environments how they need to. So we didn't want. We just want to be able to facilitate that. Um, so, so that's where we are now, and 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 that's why it's so important that I'm continuing to facilitate this this growth in the marketplace, right? Uh, by bringing in more third-party products, and it's so much fun to work with third-party develop more and more third-party developers, and to talk to their products and talk about why they built it, uh, and talk and walk them through like their first sales in in the marketplace. Like that's really exciting for me. Um, And I think if you will allow me, um, you know, I think there's, there's so many opportunities of where we can, where we're going in, in 2020, in 2021. Right. So I look at it from, you know, when we look about, when we look at our product and our roadmap for the marketplace, you know, it's definitely on the one hand going to continue to optimize the user experience, right. The merchant user experience. So, you know, putting in that increased layer of of personalization. So we're surfacing the right products um, at the right time to the right user when they come visit our site based on previous search data, um, just previous previous experience in the marketplace. Um, But then it's also making sure we're we're starting this localization project where we're translating pages, uh, whether it's our marketing pages, but also our product pages into key languages. We're starting with spanish and french we think that's going to be great to again in terms of surfacing the right type of content uh, to the right user we think that's that makes sense given just like the globalization of you know e-commerce and just in general like like we're a more global society um, and then uh, and then when we look at uh things like rating and reviews making it easier for people to to provide ratings and reviews because that's going to be important to provide that trust factor. So it's, again, the community that's that's basically driving the popularity uh, of, of, of products versus like WooCommerce saying, you know, choose X, Y, and Z. It's really the community pushing it through. So making it easier to do ratings and reviews, or if you just want to do ratings, just do ratings, and you don't have to put a review if you want to give it anonymous, anonymously. So all of that. Is that work that's been uh, that's being done, but you know, and the second part of it is optimizing the vendor experience. So that includes you know creating an even better vendor dashboard with more analytics, um, giving them an opportunity to communicate more with their customers, the merchants, um, you know, giving them opportunities to uh, to uh, submit products, submit additional products for review. So, so that's going to be done. Uh, but also things like uh, things like a SaaS billing API. So, one of the keys to growing the marketplace is to re- introduce different models. So we have the extension model, of course, but we want to be able to to feature um, uh, SaaS products as well and vendors who are selling SaaS products. Uh, and so we are introducing a. We ran a test for 2020, and it's continued to Q1 of this year. Uh, But by the end of Q2, we should have live a SaaS billing API, uh, Mm -hmm. which will allow us to support um, uh, the the billing of SaaS products, monthly billing, um, and allow us to pay out uh, our vendors uh, on a monthly basis.
1: What can you tell us about the ways in which you maybe ask asked for feedback or ask for the contribution of the WooCommerce developers in the community? How do you know what they want so that you can make decisions maybe uh, also based on their requests?
2: As you know, <laughs> <laughs> the community is very vocal. <laughs> yes.
0: That's
2: There's an
0: understatement, okay? No. <laughs>
2: there are... Uh, <laughs> like if you're looking for feedback, it is not hard to look for. I mean, one of the ways that we look for feedback is through the community Slack channel, of course. Um, we have an ideas board. Um, but but also we get a lot of feedback uh, from our current vendors too, right? Those who have been in the marketplace for a long time. Like I like personally for them for, for myself, when I came in, it was important that I had um, just strategic check-ins with some of our largest and long-time uh, vendor, three um, PD partners, so and third-party developer partners. So it was important for me for set up those one-on-ones and just you know come come at it from a perspective like, hey, I know you've been selling here a long time. I know you know you've seen some success. Um, I know that you are invested in in this in this environment. Tell me, like, you know, what's working for you, what's not. Um, what would you like to see more of? So it was important for me to have those strategic conversations. Uh, but even just, you know, so that's, like, on a one-to-one basis. But even, uh, and then on an ad hoc basis, like, just do check-ins. Like, I'll get pings throughout the day from people who, that's part of, like, managing the relationship, right? You know, just just pings from, uh, from our vendors about, you know, things that are great that they love to see, things that they want to see more of, um, but even doing something like while we're we're making updates to the vendor dashboard, getting their feedback. So I just sent out a survey to our three PDs asking for their input about, uh, and this was coming from our designer, but just input about, you know, what are they seeing? What would they like to see? What serves them best? And <laughs> ideally, we'll be able to incorporate that as we're um, we're working through our roadmap so that once it's launched, it's something that they that we know is going
0: to work for them. Hey, Bob WP here. And I'd like to thank our sponsor PayPal with their new commerce platform that streamlines your client's business with an all-in-one solution. Now, when you add this to your client shop, their customers can pay with their PayPal account. They can choose pay later options, use credit and debit cards and country specific local payment methods. In addition, their subscription plans allow your clients to offer their customers plans with fixed or quantity pricing, the ability to set billing cycles for the time period they want, and yes, offer subscriptions with discounted trial periods. Now, as a builder, you want to bring confidence to your clients, and that is important when it comes to the payment gateway. So your clients can be rest assured with fraud protection, seller protection, global compliance standards, and the trusted brand of PayPal that sells in over 200 markets and accepts over 100 currencies. Now you'll want to check this out, so go ahead and head on over to paypal.com forward slash business, learn about their commerce platform, and see how it can benefit your clients and make you look good. So, thanks to paypal for being a community sponsor at do the woo and now back to the conversation yeah this is interesting because i've i've been using woocommerce since it came out in 2011 so i've i'm not a developer everybody that listens to this show knows that i'm not so i rely on extensions heavily and i've seen especially recently that growth and it i i find it exciting because really i'm your typical user And I I think another really interesting thing about it, and maybe a lot of people, I I, I think it's apparent to a lot of developers, but my other site, my bobwp.com that has all these tutorials on it, the most, I would say, probably conversions, actions I get are from extensions via the marketplace versus other third party. And I think that, uh-huh. like you said, there's that layer of trust and you're building that up even more through the reviews uh-huh. and having more options and giving the developers more tools in the end. So, so everything, it totally makes sense from an outsider even looking in as I've watched it go grow, grow over the years, or maybe not really grow, but continue over the years, but specifically, the interest I see in a lot of developers out there and builders is I see them popping up left and right. You know, how do you get on the marketplace? I'm interested in this, and I think there, it's apparent that there is a different level of trust there, and it's not that they're, you know, their own efforts on their own sites doesn't bring that across. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, and and trying to, and and I see, I definitely see myself um, as a role of facilitator because because I'm just very much aware that there's, you know, this whole community exists and people are doing very well selling on their sites. They're doing very well selling on other marketplaces. Right. So that's why we introduced the opportunity for a flexible model. Like if they want to come in and submit something as an exclusive, they can, if they want to submit something as a non-exclusive and just either test it or just see the, see the Woo marketplace as an extension for, you know, to get incremental customers, um and pair that with what they're doing already doing so well on their site totally get it right that's and that's part of it too it's like it's not supposed to be an either or uh but there are but as you alluded to or as mentioned they're definitely and we have vendors who say like they see a lot of they definitely see that incremental audience right um but they also they also see just you know just different type of benefits, like by aligning with more closely with with WooCommerce and the official marketplace. Um, just getting access to our support teams and maybe more access to our product teams. Um, getting more of the inside scoop, like that. That uh, we've heard things like it's allowed uh, vendors to be better at building product and customer support themselves, right? So, so it's helping them become uh, uh, keep their their businesses like up to speed, up to par. Um, and, and that's what we're here for, right? We're, we're, we're all about promoting, uh, you know, and, and take, promoting a greater the community and taking everything and everyone up to the next level. So, so we're happy to do that. Um, and you're not lying about growth. Uh, I will tell you just, just, you know, when we think about, what we did in 2020 we doubled the number of our third- party developers we've increased the number of our products by over fifteen percent by over fifty percent sorry not 15 percent so the growth is there but we definitely as part of bringing on um, launching new products or bringing on new vendors we're, we're cognizant of like you said Bob, that trust uh, and making sure the products are of good quality um, they are able to support um, any kind of New customers they bring on. They're going to maintain the product and continue to update them because, again, we have that trust with our merchants. Um, so we have to extend that to the marketplace and to the third-party developers who sell there.
1: I found one of your pieces on LinkedIn, um, and you were writing Uh-oh, an. Article. Which one? <laughs> you were writing an article not very long, uh, not a very long time ago. In- okay. Uh, i quote you said great content that finds an audience will always be valuable and monetizable this was roughly a year ago mm-hmm. i wanted to um i wanted to ask you what was your advice for publishers that's mm-hmm. what i understand that this piece was mm-hmm. About. Mm-hmm. if there's anything that has changed since
2: no and and it kind of like and that's always a I think that will always be the case. That, that that quote will always be spot on because I mean, it's just on my based on my experience. Just come again, from working at the New York Times and and working at great publishers, but also thinking about pro- like actual product as content. It's like it's like when you're talking about media. If you're creating great editorial, um, if you're creating authentic editorial. Um, if you have, you know, certain audiences in mind in a, in a meaningful way, um, it will always bring audiences and audiences, uh, the way we kind of like people make money, publishers make money, audiences equal money, equal dollars, uh, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's through ads or whether it's through, um, you know, like like membership subscriptions. You know, audiences are king, and what what's key to audiences is is, is creating that great content. Uh, and that's and I I I appreciate coming from the media world and coming from brands like New York Times and you know well, Huff Post, TechCrunch, where that was the focus, right? Um, and and it and it and it you know yielded great results and great revenue. And I think from an e-commerce standpoint, uh, when you think about you could think about it as like, you know, the content is, is most certainly for a merchant like its product, right? You create great product, um, you know, you open it up and with things like or channels like social media, um, you know, people who are super vocal, you know, digital transformation. Everyone has the tools to kind of like talk about how much they love your product, how much they hate your product, uh, they prefer it. Uh, and so I think, you know, it's almost kind of like a at the end of the day, it's a self-policing environment. I feel like just the internet world, like whether you're talking about, uh, uh, you know, media, whether you're talking about like an actual product that you're selling, um, it's 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 a self-policing uh, environment. That's why I love like digital, like all things digital uh, because it's almost like, yeah, there may be things you can tweak and try to game, but at the end of the day, those who who win out best or who stand out, Um, or who don't have to do a lot of work marketing themselves um, are the ones who create good content or good product. Um, So it's always going to be the case for me. And that's why I'm always going to be attracted to the companies who are creating great product or working with people who are creating great product.
0: In that same train of thought, I'm looking at these developers. They are basically merchants because a lot of them are selling their own products. They're probably coming to you because they need help marketing those products. And that's why they're coming to the marketplace. So with your experience so far, has helping them with content or thinking through that process of content, like you just talked about, has that played into it or not basically?
2: Well, I mean, like marketing aside, when you're trying to talk about when I have the conversations, like once they submit uh, a product, once they submit submit a product, um, or, you know, they ask before they start developing, right? You know, what, like, will this product work? Will, will it be accepted under review? Um, you know, I ask them, why? Like, why are you creating this product? Like, what, what need does it fill? Okay, yeah, it's a cool feature, but what's the rationale behind it? There, had to, there has to be a reason that you, you built it. And the reasons that I'm looking for is that, like, you've seen some type of demand from merchants, You've seen, you know, a lot of feedback from maybe a similar product that didn't have this feature, or didn't, didn't, uh, didn't do a feature particularly well, um, and and you decided, okay, I'm going to build something that is better, uh, and I'm going to build something that integrates really well with uh, with a, a current woo uh, woo. Uh, native extension, whether it's like WooCommerce subscriptions or, you know, something like that. Like you, like that's, those are the kind of questions I ask because I want to see that you've, you've identified a need and it's not just something that you just, you know, saw, you were like, let me just copy it and let me try to throw it into the marketplace. Um, And so there's, there's still a lot of, 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 you know, back and forth that goes, that goes with some, with some of these submissions that I get. Uh, But then, and then I would love to say, that all good products, you know, uh, you just just organically find an audience, but sometimes that's not the case, right? Um, I I do I I will say that there is there is a benefit when you're jo- when you're aligning closely with WooCommerce and you join the marketplace and you have that URL structure that includes WooCommerce, um, there is that organic SEO benefit if someone's doing a search, you know, it will tend to bump it up, right? So you know any kind of organic. Organic push benefits that you can get, go for it, right? Um, and and I think there's still a lot that you know we we could do. Like obviously we have uh, you know uh, highlighted um, highlighted features in WooCommerce marketplace. Again, we're doing a lot with personalization and trying to ensure that the right kind of products are surfaced up. And again, it's not the most popular products. We do have our newsletters uh, every month. So for kind of like that push element, we have our what's new with Woo and our staff picks. Um, And so, you know, there are those levers. And again, if you're doing a non-exclusive, you're selling on your site, you could do that. You could promote it on social. Um, But it all does start with building a product that is built well, um, but also building a product that serves a need. And, and that are, those are two things that I will have people, I will say it over and over and over again, um, that, that people should be mindful of, um, because that's going to take your product a long, long way. And obviously we have guys and everything to help with that, but two things to keep in mind, if you want your product to organically stand out, but if you also want, you know, our team to help push it.
1: Did you ever made an exception?
2: An exception for, for like <laughs> introducing. <laughs> Can I say this? Um, I don't. Well, I mean, we you know what what's kind of cool is that, at least on the technical side, we have automated um, automated systems in place, automated checks in place. So, so like the first thing you do when you submit a product, it goes through our our linter, and so it'll kind of like. You know, check and see that it's it's technically up to spec. Um, so 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 that's done because I don't want to hear from from our lead developer like you know something's <laughs> off. So so those are pretty great guidelines. But um, I think if if the only like the only like obviously when when um, when I'm thinking about products, like I think about there is like I'm not I'm definitely in the in the, in the spirit of option, providing optionality. I'm never, I like the idea of having just, like, a few, if it's, like, the same, people always ask, like, will you allow, like, you know, two of the same type of products, uh, extensions in the marketplace? And I will say yes, because, again, that's in the spirit of growing the marketplace, providing optionality. Vendors are competing on, are competing based on, you know, type of features they provide and the support they give. So if you're introducing a similar product, but, you know it's a current vendor and you have a history of providing great support you are you know are constantly on top of like updates and you have ideas for new features almost likely let you let 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 your submission um like give your submission approval uh and so it's a, it's a case-by-case basis and you know and there's also like certain um you know one-man shops who are just kind of like trying to start out uh, they have a good reputation or they have like a great reputation on.org or on their site. Yeah. Like I would love if you're, if you're, if the quickest way to get you in is to, you know, bring in a product that maybe we have something similar, uh, but you have plans for others. Yeah. We'll let you in. Is storytelling important? Um, storytelling important in what way?
1: in the context of if if you have to compete with another uh maybe extension developer that serves the same audience as you do is a very well built product mm-hmm. what what other options do you have then maybe you well, have a
2: similar history as well it's just as mm-hmm. old. well i think i think so it it it's so i'll start by kind of like what everyone has access to which is their product page, right? Whenever they sell, they launch a product in the marketplace, they have to, they're in charge of providing the content, the basic content, it goes to editorial view, but the basic content for their product page, which is essentially their sales page. So what I am, you know, and I used to be very kind of like hands-off in terms of just letting, because in the spirit of WordPress, it's like, you know, just letting them develop for themselves and create the content themselves and position it how they think best. Uh, but definitely over the last few months, I'm instruct. I've been instructing um, you know developers more and more to pay attention to the content, but also like what really makes their content, what makes their um, product differentiated. Like yeah. like take time. You know they inherently, of course, like understand what makes their product different, but that always that doesn't always come through on the product page, and and that is the number one you know, marketing tool that they have, like the, the basic marketing yeah. tool that they have. Um, and I think a lot of people, for, maybe they just jump straight. Like we have the product page and we have the technical documentation. Some people treat it as one and the same when it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Like, Do not just go dive straight into, uh, you know, what is technically great about the product, the features. Talk about the why. Talk about what makes it, you know, uniquely different based on what you what you've seen. Talk about why you built it. Um, then go into the features and then direct into the technical documentation. I think, you know, passing along those best practices um, to vendors as I'm onboarding them will be really helpful because that's where I see some of these, um, some of vendors and, and the, the extensions they support like fall a little flat when I, I know they're great products, but it doesn't really come through on the product page. Um, and, and like, aside from that, you know, um, there are definitely talks internally about how we can best support, um, you know, products and vendors that have a point of view, uh, in a particular vertical. So let's say with SEO or they developed a, um, you know, I don't know, like, a. You know, like buy one, buy now, pay later products. Like, like in a particular field um, or vertical, like they mark, like whether it's marketing, whether it's cart checkout, like they're just experts in it, um, and they have you know point of view to say. And and being able to, so we're trying to figure out internally how we can, on a regular basis uh, or create a process where we can surface up some content and their expertise um, and tie back to. Their product. So we're just trying to figure that out. But I think there's some, there's definitely something there. A lot of our vendors, you know, are, you know, have built expertise over the years and it's in our best interest to, you know, add to just the content that WooCommerce is creating in a very rich way, but also promote the vendor and promote their products uh, because it works.
0: Cool. I, I want to just kind of wrap it up, but I want to do it in a sense of back in, I think it was um, late... Late last year, I actually asked you to give some tips to builders as they merge and you know go into this new year. And you've you've interspersed already a ton of those in here. And I think some of them are probably the top ones. So if we look back at everything you said, mm-hmm. what is your one final piece of advice to these extension builders to get into slash the marketplace as a whole, the WooCommerce marketplace? In this new year,
2: yeah, I mean, I will, I will, I will expand on I, 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 the three points that I said. Was um, for those who don't know, um, I said focus on like maybe try your hand at building a theme uh, because we are definitely looking for more themes um, to grow our themes um, inventory in the marketplace. Um, so, if if that is something that is of interest. Uh, you have the capability to do it. Uh, definitely would be interested to, to hear from you or see those submissions. Um, the second one was, you know, focus on building great, um, great product, right? Great extensions, great themes. And that is for sure true. And then adding kind of like based on discussion, adding to that Would be, you know, make sure you have the rationale, the why you're building it, um, because that's going to play a big part in whether your submission gets approved or not. Um, And then I think the third thing I said too was uh, you don't have to do it alone. Um, If you are, um, you know, you don't have to be a jack of all trades necessarily, um, outsource where you need to. Um, so if you're good on the developer side, but, you know, you need some support on, like, like some help on the customer support, support side, feel free to outsource that where where you can um, so that you can, you know, continue to build your business. Um, and I, I would say those definitely ring, still ring true. Um, you know, try a theme, have great product rationale, and outsource where you need to so you can get up and running quickly.
0: Excellent words of wisdom. So appreciate that. (laughs) Well, I I, I told everyone this would be a uh, hit this show and this has just gone seamlessly. And yeah, I, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, internally grateful for both of you jumping on here today. Uh, Where can people connect with you online if they want to, you know, reach out and yeah, you know, whether follow you somewhere or even through Slack?
2: Yeah, I mean, you can find me um, through my full name in, this, in the uh, WooCommerce community Slack channel. I'm there, ping me. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, yeah, those are probably, like, the two best places to reach out. Because I've had people reach out uh, via the community Slack, talking about submission, and some, like, really great, uh, um, which turned out to be really great products, Um in the marketplace. So, you know, with questions, if you have questions, definitely ping me, ping me there. i um, happy to answer or talk to you anything.
0: Cool. Well, I'm going to just quickly thank our three sponsors. One more quick time, check out the new um, PayPal checkout, uh, streamline your business, have everything in one place. Uh, 10 up, check out their elastic press at elasticpress.io. Use the coupon, do the woo at checkout Get 10% off your first six months. It's going to speed up search for your e-commerce store. And finally, Wayflyer helping merchants improve their cash flow, accelerate growth through revenue-based financing at wayflyer.com. Lastly, Anna, you saved the day. Mendel's out of a job you're hired. I'm sorry, Mendel. You, you're going to have to hear it publicly. You know, I, but seriously, Aww. you you were, you you jumped in, uh, you took and run with this, and it, it was amazing. I just want to thank you so much for, um, yeah, for, for doing this. This was really fun.
1: Thank you for having me. It's an honor. I've been listening to your show for a very long time now, so it's, oh. it's really nice to be here, and I'm really happy to have met you both.
0: Cool. Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, again, thank you for, you know, um, yeah, just for being here. This has been. Yeah. Yeah. This has been great. Thank
2: you both. this is so much fun. Like I, I, you know, I don't do, do uh, podcasts or, or for, like discussions as often as I would like. I need to do them more. I just I love being able to have these type of discussions and then, you know, answer questions or just get into conversation. So this is great. Uh Anna, thank you for all these great questions. Bob, same same to you.
0: It's been wonderful. So yeah, well everyone, thank you for joining in. And you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna close this out with um, um words of wisdom from our uh guests. Um so just remember to do the boo dance.
2: <laughs>
0: Coming soon. <laughs> Until the next time
2: beautiful <laughs> awesome thanks everyone Thank you, bye.